Hey love, welcome to the Be Loved Podcast. I'm your girl, Brandy Luna, a versatile Jesus-obsessed faithpreneur who's all about building people up holistically while keeping it real. On this show, you can always expect the juice that will put pep in your mental, physical, spiritual, personal, or relational step. Whether it's just me in your ear or me and a beloved guest, my prayer is that each episode serves you in some way. So buckle up, boo, and let's see what God has in store for us today on the Be Loved Podcast. Hey, love. I am so glad that you chose to tune into the Be Loved Podcast today. As usual, I truly pray that you're leaving each episode inspired, encouraged, challenged, and even changed. Listen, guys, I recently published a book called The Pure Heart Pursuit. For those who struggle with false facade of a perfect and shiny walk with Jesus, let me tell you, it is far from shiny, but it's well worth it. When the fruit shows up in every season from your previous battle, you know it was worth it. And so in this book, you'll read my raw journey of failures and victories in hopes that you are given hope in your own journey with Jesus. Guys, the Pure Heart Pursuit is available on Amazon today. Go and snag your coffee copy if you want to be given hope in your journey with Jesus. All right, fam. Welcome back to another episode of the Be Loved podcast. As usual, I hope that each episode is going to serve you in some in, not end, that doesn't have a D in it, (laughs) in some way. And this one, you guys, is just near and dear to my heart because it's a lot of um, healing through in order to get me to where I am today and somewhat still work through in some seasons. And so I want this episode to be in a, a coming from a place or I want you to know that this episode is coming from a place of real 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 okay we're gonna just discuss that I have not had coffee yet <laughs> and it's obvious it shows oh my God. relatability is that a word someone google that for me and let me know anyway so I can relate in a lot of ways of what we're about to talk about guys and that is unfading beauty now if you are a homeboy and you are tuning in don't just skip past this episode because you see I'm feeding beauty. This can pertain to you too in lots of ways, okay? So here we go. Father, I thank you so much for this impression on my heart that you've given me to share with the Be Love Podcast family, Lord. I pray that you would speak fluidly through me, God. I pray that you would empower those who are weary right now, encourage those who have been lost of hope, who have lost of hope. And I pray that you would uplift anyone who just needs some pep in their step, God. By your spirit, may every word be driven in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, unfading beauty. Whenever I think about beauty, it kind of um, brings me back to a place of whenever the Lord first started teaching me about this, um, was whenever I just became, or I was overcoming bulimia. If you go back a few episodes, I don't know, some episode back, I talk about that, but Anyway, um, I began to really realize at around that era of my life that beauty wasn't just physical because I was so obsessed with being skinny. I'm doing the air quotations um, that I just lost sight of myself, who I was, my health, um, and who, who God created me to be, right? And so I was neglecting um, lots of the inner parts of myself and more so focused on the outer appearance, right? And so with that being said, I want to uh, 
uh, open up with Peter 3, 3, 4, and that is your beauty should not come from an outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is of great worth in God's eyes. That last part just hits. Like, Lord, whatever is worthy to you, I want it. I want to do it. I want to say it. I want to be it. Whatever you find worthy, I want to do it. (laughs) Um, And so I love that, you know, something that God is known for is that he doesn't look at the outward appearance, but he looks at the heart, right? And so I, I love that David was chose. King David was chose based off of not his appearance. Apparently he was like smaller than his brothers, maybe not as attractive as his brothers, and such. However, his he had heart. He had heart. He was out there killing lions and tigers and bears. You know what I'm saying? And so the Lord seen his heart, and he was fit to be king at some point. You know what I mean? And I love that about the Lord. That that is his reputation. And if we are to be God's representatives here on earth, guess what? We ought to grow into people who not only look at that outward appearance, though it may be hard because we live in this sinful earth. That outward appearance have just has just run rampant in this day and age especially with social media we need to um really remember the heart of god and his heart is for the heart of people for the heart of man you know what i mean he he goes after our hearts what's in there um and so excuse me i just want to go over a few points as to what inner beauty may look like okay so um again going back to my like a little bit of my childhood i just remember you know uh, i wasn't a pretty little girl, you know what I mean? I didn't have cute clothes or anything like that either going for me. So not only was I overweight, um, you know, and had stinky clothes, but I didn't know how to do my hair. I have curly hair and me not knowing how to do my hair, I would brush it. I would brush it with this big bristle brush. And so therefore I didn't know I had curly hair, you guys. I literally did not even know. I thought I had wavy hair, like big poofy wavy hair because I didn't know how to do my hair. So again, I'm, I would brush my hair and it would be big, poofy, frizzy. So I'd maybe slick it back in a weird, awkward ponytail or like just wear it out looking like Mufasa, throwing gang signs with my, with my hair, you know? And um, so I didn't have a lot going for me, you know, on the outside. Um, and so when I would p- compare myself to other little girls, because of course I would, I would begin to notice around maybe fourth or fifth grade that I didn't look like other little girls who had, you know, more petite figures. Um, you know, some had like braces, which I thought were really cool to this day. I think braces are really cool. Um, and, you know, they smelled nice and like their hair was groomed really nicely and um, they would run really fast in gym class. I could barely freaking walk. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I wasn't that you know, overweight, but still like there were things that I began to notice that were different about me and it made me extremely insecure without me even knowing it. I was just always just so insecure about how I looked. And again, fast forward to the Lord dealing with, um, the bulimia, um, that I was struggling with. Uh, I began to see and began to really learn and know the heart of God as, as I began to spend more time with him in prayer and worship, Bible study, church, things like that. I really began to learn the heart of God. And again, it was like, wow, I began to understand, especially when I would have encounters with him, that he just loved to be with me. And especially whenever I began to learn um, uh, intimacy with him, as in like sharing my deepest um 
fears and, 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 and insecurities with him when I'm by myself, you know, and, and really sensing that he is there with me, listening to me and to a point to where I can um, conversate with him in my spirit. You know, he'll say certain things to me that are just incredibly encouraging, um, incredibly affirming, and it rarely, actually never, really ever has ever had anything to do with my looks. You know, I look in the mirror and I now in this day, I'm pleased with who the Lord has created me to be. But more than anything, I'm just so thankful that as I've given him my wounds and trauma and fears and failures, he flips them around and turns them into um, security and, 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 and strength and boldness and um, confidence, you know. And, um, and I'm thankful for that. I look in the mirror and I'm like, Father, thank you. Thank you for, and thank you that I am strong. And that thank you that, yes, my flesh is weak, but my, my spirit is willing. So as, as long as I bring my spirit to you every day, I will, I will die to my flesh as well as I can every day. And the days that I fail, Father, forgive me. But I will bring it to you as often as I can to die to it so that I may continue to be cultivated into the woman of God that you have made me to be, Father, because I so desperately want to represent you well, Lord God. I don't want to misrepresent you. And guys, I don't know about you, but I have met some really freaking mean Christians. Like, I've met some really mean Christians. I'm like, dude, like, who hurt you, you know? And I can say that from experience, right? Like, who hurt you? Because I know I've been hurt, and I used to be real mad. I used to be big mad whenever I was hurt. So I'm like, who hurt you, boo? Maybe you need to share your testimony and get some freedom. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you're mean. (laughs) And that goes for men, too, you know what I mean? I've just met some really mean Christians. And, um, again, I used to be one in, in certain ways. I think I've always pretty much been friendly, but when people would get me upset or mad, I was like literally fighting people um, and didn't know how to control my mouth. And so there was a lot of anger in there. So it's like I've always been a friendly person with a friendly personality. However, there was a very ugly side of me that was very wounded, full of anger and things. And so I understand it. You know what I mean? And I just truly believe that if there's no transformation happening in your life over time, um, I would begin to question like do you have the holy spirit residing in you or are you quenching him or grieving him because the fruit of his spirit should manifest through you eventually it may not be very obvious in, your, in the beginning of your walk but as you're walking with him through time and in uh, on this earth he should begin to be obvious in your life okay and obvious in these ways all right so i'm going to break it down a few with a few points compassion and grace so Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ has forgiven you. That always, like, really gets me, you guys. Like, even if I'm not meditating on that specific scripture, if I'm ever tempted to hold on to unforgiveness towards somebody, whether I'm intentionally doing it or not, the Holy Spirit is so quick to correct me. And thankfully, thankfully, over time, I have made myself correctable to him. So he knows, like... Now I'm going to go correct Brandy and then I will submit to that. And sometimes it's so uncomfortable because my flesh wants to do the exact opposite. I'm going to go smack somebody upside the head, you know, key somebody's core, okay? Like slash some tires or something. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of kidding, kind of kidding. But God knows, God knows. But he corrects me, right, in those moments that I am, um, again, unintentionally forgiving people, unforgiving um, or uh, holding a grudge towards someone or um, allowing anger to take root in my heart and it becomes, uh, it spews out as bitterness. 
things like that. So I'm thankful, you know, he, he, he reminds me of the sins that I've been forgiven of. He reminds me of the grace that he covers me with. He reminds me of, you know, like before I go and, 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 and start to think about how so-and-so deserves X, Y, and Z, for, for what they did or what they've said or thought or whatever. Um, he's quick to like, it's, it's a gentle reminder. Like, Hey, 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 now, like, let's remember the things that I forgive you of daily brandy. Let's for, let's remember of the grace that I cover you with daily. You know what I mean? And so then I'm quick to just be like, Oh Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And so sometimes I actually have to ask for strength, um, in the really hard places of life, you know, where you're really, really hurt, um, by a brother or a sister, you know, maybe they've betrayed you and maybe they've gossiped about you, or maybe they've, you've been manipulated by someone in the church or whatever the case may be. Um, and you're extremely hurt. And I understand again, firsthand that that stuff really hurts. It like hurts, hurts, you know, but those are beautiful opportunities to represent Christ really well. Okay, with compassion and with grace. Compassion, understanding that they are human beings um, in this imperfect world as well, and they are in process as well. Now, granted, if they are abusing you or violating you in any way, that is where you put up a hard boundary and you remove yourself from that relationship until they really seek deliverance and therapy and help and full surrender to the Holy Spirit in those ways. Um, you, never should you allow the abuse or... Um, or violating your your yourself, you know, in any way to continue out of the love of the Lord. That's just something that I don't believe God would ask you to do. Uh, I truly don't, just knowing his heart. Uh, I do believe that he would require for you to forgive them and give them grace, but also put up that boundary that you're no longer hurt anymore in that way. You know what I mean? And I'm talking physical financial, uh, verbal abuse, not like, oh, he, she didn't get me my espresso latte with two pints of vanilla and like cream. I cannot. That is a boundary I'm putting up today because she just can't get my Starbucks order correct. And I'm just not going to deal with it. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's be realistic. Let's not be sensitive. Um, Sally's okay. We are going to be mature Christians who know that when we are being manipulated, uh, uh, abused, or violated in any way, that boundary goes up. However, again, our responsibility as true believers that are being led by the Holy Spirit is to forgive them and to show them grace, okay? And again, and that can be from a distance, all right? And so my next one is, again, kindness. Again, I'm sure that you have at some point um, encountered a very mean Christian, like I was saying a minute ago, right? And so what the Lord has taught me in encountering just mean Christians who probably have the Holy Spirit living in him and them, but it's, he's just very, just like, um, very quiet in their spirit because they probably disobeyed him a, a, a little while or a bit to where they're not hearing from him anymore. Doesn't mean that they're not Christians. However, they've just neglected the Holy Spirit so much that he's not really talking to them as much anymore. Now, if they repented and called back out to him, of course, he would just lavish them in his love, mercy, and grace again, come running and uh, welcome them back in with open arms, uh, which is amazing. He's just so forgiving like that. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, anyway, I'm just going off on a tangent right here. <laughs> 
don't even know where I was going with that. Anyway, so you'll run across Christians who are, you know, a little bit rude. Now, what the Lord has taught me is to reverse, right? So again, we're representing him well, right? We're his ambassadors here on earth, being led by his spirit. We don't have to force these things if we are truly being led by his spirit. Now, our flesh, again, will combat us on this. However, if we're truly being led by the spirit, it will become our nature to shut our flesh up, like shut up flesh. And this is how I'm going to treat this person regardless of how they're treating me. Because how they're treating me says a lot about them and how how I respond says a lot about, about me, right? I don't have to respond in the same way that I'm being treated because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, right? And so um, you respond with rudeness by kindness, with kindness. You, re- you respond with lies, with truth. You respond with arrogance, with confidence. You know, you respond... Um, you know, basically, again, just counter it, counter it with heaven, counter it with, um, the love of the Lord. And sometimes if you just need to just not talk at all, you know, silence also speaks volumes of, of just being sure of yourself, not needing to prove your point. Um, letting the Lord go to battle for you and just walking away. If, it, if, an, um, if a disagreement becomes a little heated to where you, you feel like you can't, really control yourself, um, which you can, but you just, I've understand, I've understood those moments of high heat and your blood rate, blood pressure is like the roof, through the roof. And you're just like, your heart's pounding. You're like, you know what? And you just, just walk away before you say something you don't mean because you're extremely angry and just go blow it off and release it to the Lord. And then, you know, I'm sure that the, the Lord will give you some wisdom and some guidance as to how to go forward from there, but it's best to walk away in those situations. However, um, again, you know, kindness is such a, um, a beautiful weapon of ours as Christians because that is one of God's um, beautiful characteristics is kindness. He is so kind. Um, the word says that his kindness leads us to repentance, right? So I know that for me, you know, I have, you know, maybe wronged the Lord, disobeyed the Lord, um, or done something that I just knew I wasn't supposed to do or say or think or whatever the case may be, right? And, um, God blesses me like the next day or later on. And I'm just like, why are you doing this? Like, I'm so like, Lord, I don't deserve this. You know, like, you know what I thought, you know what I did, you know what I said? Like, why would you bless me with this? You know? And he just can't help himself. He is so kind, right? He's kind. I'm not talking about like sins that are like incredibly terrible. I mean, like, no sin weighs more than the other. However, there are sins that come with consequences. You know, if, if it's a sin that like I ate four Oreos rather than two, like I indulged a kind of, um, that's like gluttony, right? So I'm, I'm like full, I can't breathe. I ate way too much, more than I should have. That's gluttony, straight up. You know what I mean? I'm just like laying dang Lord, I'm sorry. I ate way too much, way more than I should have. Um, I've just been doing this for the past like two days, three days. I'm sorry, Lord, like... Ooh, I, 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 I pray that, you know, my self-control that you've given me would come into effect and I would be led by that rather than my own flesh, blah, 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 right? That is a, that is a sin that I'm affected by, right? Um, now there's those sins that are effective towards others that come with consequences, like lying to people, um, cheating on things, you know what I mean? Breaking certain things or stealing, you know, those things come with consequences, jail, you know, um, uh, uh, ending of, uh, friendships, you know, divorce, um, things like that. You know, there are different sins come with different consequences and some come with consequences against yourself and against, um, and, and consequences come, um, from those that have been against others. Right. And so anyway, um, kindness and forgiveness. So, 
why do I keep, I'm chasing bunnies here, you guys, but hopefully we're staying on track with, uh, hopefully that's ministering to somebody. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yes, kindness, you guys, covers, I mean, just the kindness of the Lord is just beautiful. And that is definitely something that I know that we embody as people who have, um, who embody his spirit. And we are able to be kind and, um, it's definitely in us, you guys. And if you feel like you're a harsh person, there may be a root of bitterness in there, you guys. And sometimes I'm sure that, you know, us as believers, if we're having a hard season and we haven't allowed the Lord to really deal with some wounds, we, we can become bitter. But I know that we don't feel good about it, right? I know that I'm not a mother biologically yet. However, I know of some moms that really hate yelling at their kids. They hate just like spanking and getting out of control with disciplining their kids. Or they go to bed like with a heavy heart because like, I shouldn't have talked to my kid that way or I shouldn't have said that or whatever, right? And so I know that with us, like we don't like to be harsh. We don't want to be rude. It's just these wounds that are coming out of us that are like, ugh. So that's why it's so important to take your wounds to the Lord and allow him to heal them, whether it be through therapy, through community, through divine healing, because he could definitely do that. He's definitely done that for me. He's healed me in various ways, through therapy, through community, through, uh, and through worship, through divine touch by him. I've been healed of certain wounds in in each of these categories, so I know that he can move in those ways. But take your wounds to the Lord, guys, so that way you can be a genuinely kind person, even when people aren't being so kind to you, okay? Now, forgiveness. This one's, uh, I know that it's super hard for a lot of people. We talked about this with compassion and grace, right? However, forgiveness, I know for firsthand, you guys, it is incredibly hard, and it does take the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit to be able to forgive those who have wronged you, you know, like genuinely have wronged you, right? It was so much of me to be able to walk up to my rapist, the man that raped me when I was six years old and tell him that I forgive him and then prayed for him right after that, you know, prayed that the Lord would, um, release, um, um, release him from guilt and shame and condemnation that God had allowed me to see that was over him from that time. It turns out he felt incredibly terrible for what he had done to me. Um, and he had been carrying it for all those years and he had become very ill in his body from that, um, uh, shame, guilt and condemnation that was just weighing heavy on him throughout his life. Um, for all of those years. And so it was really, you know, the Lord had told me, um, uh, I want you to go up to him and I want you to tell him that you forgive him. And, um, I was like, father, I don't need to do that. Like, I'm good. I did forgive him. I do forgive him. And the Lord was like, I know, but I want him to know so it can set him free. God is so good like that. You guys, God is so good. And it's, it just, I know that it's hard for us to wrap our heads around God loving rapists and murderers and thieves, but he does because he sees again, the heart. And when a heart is incredibly wounded for so long, we, you heart, people do incredibly evil things and, you know, demonic, um, um, uh, influence can definitely take place in that when someone is just going through life wounded and you just become vulnerable to the demonic because you're 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 you're, you're not allowing the lord into those places and therefore you're going to just let bitterness take root and again you, you'll say things that allow you know darkness to roam around you you know what i mean like you'll say evil things and mean things and cruel things that really stir the atmosphere of evil. You know what I mean? And so we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. We are people of God and we speak life. We speak love, right? And so we are forgiving people. And so then, you know, another thing I did 
that the Lord had given me strength to do was I was abandoned by my dad when I was four, right? And that's very just hard for a little girl to really um, uh, try and understand, right? I was four. Um, only thing I remember was that he was around. He was present. There was very few memories that I have with him. And then one night he said he was coming back uh, after he and my mother had gotten into a, a little disagree or big disagreement and he promised he'd come back and he never did and so that left a very huge void in my heart thinking I wasn't good enough and thinking that you know like what did I do in order for my dad to leave and I tried to like prove that I was worthy of being loved for so long and when I realized that there was some unforgiveness toward him like gosh he put me through so much not even just by leaving you know what I mean just by leaving and never coming back and then going and taking on a new family was very hurtful to my heart and so I had this big just ball of unforgiveness toward him for so many years and then when I finally forgave him or was ready to forgive him the Lord challenged me I was sitting at my work desk I remember just like yesterday um the Lord just gave me a word he said I want you to look up your dad because he was in prison uh I want you to look up your dad and I want you to go and visit him in prison and tell him that you forgive him So I was like, okay. And so I looked at my dad, found him in a federal prison and um, scheduled a visitation, things like that, and went and sat in front of him and told him I forgave him and I loved him and that um, that I pray that, you know, the rest of his life is just uh, full of um, grace, mercy, love, and forgiveness and all the good things, right? I was just blessing him. And so that was incredibly hard for me to do when I did it. But once it was done, I was like, man, Lord, thank you. It felt so good to be forgiving these people never said they were sorry. You know what I mean? These people never said they were sorry. And there was more times that I've been incredibly hurt. Now, granted, I've backstabbed a few friends like back in the day and things like that, you know, and God made like later in life, whenever I became a Christian, the Lord did prompt it on my heart. Hey, go and tell her what you, um, that you, uh, that you're sorry for what you did to her. And I'm like, but she doesn't even know. Tell her what you did and then tell her you're sorry. I was like, oh my and so you know what I mean like the Lord has asked me to do some very uncomfortable things but just proving to me that I can do hard things we can do hard things by his spirit we can do his things by his spirit right and he forgives you guys he forgives and we I pray that this just sharing those few little stories um, empowers you to forgive the unforgivable, forgive those who don't even say they're sorry, you know, and, and we are not ones to say they don't deserve forgiveness. They don't deserve da, 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 da. You know, that rubs me the wrong way. I believe it's a whole, that grieves the Holy Spirit within me. And I'm sure with you too, whenever you hear someone around you, they don't deserve that. They need to do that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oof, that kind of just doesn't sit well with me because I don't deserve a lot of what God gives me. I don't deserve the blessing that he gives me, the grace that he gives me, the forgiveness that he gives me. You know what I mean? Um, So therefore, like it it hurts me inside. Again, I believe it's the Holy Spirit because I'm like, I don't think we are ones to say who deserves what. God is the ultimate judge, right? Um, and so again, our, our, our job is to forgive them and release them to the Lord and justice of any sort will come to them. God will not allow someone to get away with something, um, of that magnitude, right. Of, of things that truly destroy families, um, destroy, um, marriages, destroy health, destroy finances. Like those are things that 
I truly believe that God doesn't allow to people just to get by with. Sure, there's mercy, grace, and forgiveness for them on his end, first and foremost. But again, there are consequences to sin. So that's why it's super important to know what we're doing before we do them. Know what we're saying before we say them. You know, I have to stay conscious of these things too. Because again, there are consequences, you know. And so anyway, forgive you guys. All that to say, forgive, okay. All right, so um, last thing is um, humility and gentleness. Guys, I love, I can't remember who says this quote. I truly can't, but I'm sure if I Googled it, I should have done that. But it's just one of those quotes that is ingrained into my head is um, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking less of yourself. Oh, hold on, hold on. It's not thinking less of myself. It's thinking less of my, it's thinking of myself less. That's, <laughs> I just said I had it ingrained in my head and I didn't. Ah, epic fell. No. Okay. So let me say this over again so we can get this clearly. So humility is not thinking less of yourself. Okay. It's not thinking you're lowly and oh, little old me, poor me. Oh, I'm just, mm." no, that's not humility. That's false humility. Actually, that's a form of pride. Um, what it is, is it's just simply thinking of yourself less. So you're not the star of the show all the time. You you have you actually, you know, you're thinking of others first, right? Selfless, basically. Humility is being selfless in a sense, right? Um, now, it's not to say that you don't take care of yourself because then people get that misconstrued too. Like, no, you take care of yourself, boo. Like, poor, get yourself, your, your cup poured into and take care of yourself, of course. But again, you are not like the constant thing on your mind all day, every day. You know, you're thinking about others and checking on others and making sure that those around you are also taken care of, you know, type thing, right? Um, so that's, that's humility low. You, you, you live low and in a place of heart posture of like, um, what can I do for others and, and how can I serve others and, um, and, and lifting others up, you know what I mean? Like humility. Okay. And then gentleness, obviously just being gentle, the gentle touch, a gentle word, um, you know, things like that. So, um, Ephesians, uh, where was I going with that? Yeah, Ephesians 4, 2, let's see. It says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. And lastly, you guys, I'm just basically encouraging you to really think about um, the fruits of the Spirit, okay? The fruits of the Spirit are really what's going to um, exude through you as you walk with the Lord over time, which are love, joy, peace, kindness, um, uh, goodness, patience, faithfulness, uh, gentleness and self-control. Those are the characteristics of God. And again, through time, those things will exude through you by his spirit as you continue to surrender and walk with him and doing those hard things that are opposite and countercultural to our world. You know, we bring heaven to earth by responding in a heavenly way, right? Not the way the world responds, but the way, um, you know, heaven responds, the way the Lord would respond. Okay. I want you to think about, what Jesus, how, when Jesus um, was crucified, first um, Peter two twenty three. it says when they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Say, so I'm going to hear I'm gonna, that just solidifies everything. I basically just said the word is so, oof. so when they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. 
Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. I love that, you guys. When he was being hurled with insults, when everybody was just cussing at him and spitting on him and ridiculing him, he, 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 did, he didn't retaliate. He had nothing back. He didn't say anything back. He just took it, you know, not like a chump, but with humility, knowing what he was doing, you know. And then he's when he suffered, he made no threats like, oh, I'm going to have my dad come down and burn all y'all up, you know, or whatever. You know, no, he made no threats. You know what I mean? Instead, he entrusted himself to God who justly judges, right? justly you know god judges judges justly god doesn't judge in the form that you think that these people or people or whatever this world needs to be judged no our ways are not his ways you guys his ways are so much higher so he will judge justly whatever is just for the situation or for the person okay um so we gotta entrust that to him that he knows better and we're just gonna release that to him and that way we can walk through this world free and free to be who we're called to be which again are representatives of christ and ambassadors of christ and um i just want to say friends that that is unfading beauty god is beautiful his mercy his grace his majesty is so beautiful and we have that opportunity to exude that beauty from the inside out as we allow his spirit to continue to do the work in us day in and day out week by week month by month year by year Okay, and so while the world is obsessed with all these, um, you know, outward appearance things, you know, what makes a person truly attractive, again, when you sit with someone who has compassion, when you sit with someone who has grace and kindness and forgiveness and humility and gentleness, I would much rather be with those types of people and sit with those types of people as my inner circle over those who look like uh, Kim Kardashian, you know what I mean? And have like a status quo because of their looks. Because if I, I guarantee if I sit around someone that's just obsessed about themselves and their looks and how they can look better, look better, look better, look better, but never deal with their heart and never deal with their inner being or allow, you know, the Holy Spirit in there or uh, surrender to the Lord and allow the Lord to really um, uh, chip off some or heal some wounds, they're, they're m- most likely going to be very self-centered jealous envious competitive driven people that are just full consumed with the world you know what i mean and again god bless them they don't they don't know any better but we know better guys we know better so it's not to say we don't think of them as any less because they just don't know better we have the grace and mercy of knowing better right so now that we know better we ought to do better by again allowing the lord to create inner beauty that it may exude through us so father i thank you so much for again putting this word on my heart to share with the beloved podcast family, Lord. I pray that all those who are in tuned right now would surrender their inner beauty to you, God, that you would continue to refine them and, and truly make them and cultivate them and mold them into men and women of God that exemplify you, Lord, that represent you well, Father God, and that when people are around them, they can just sense the spirit uh, the just a peaceful aroma that you can only bring father god and that they would draw all men unto you through your evidence of the fruits of the spirit exuding through their life god i love you lord and i bless your name and guys i thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the be loved podcast until next time be blessed and be loved Mwah.